Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, it's Io. Listen... We're working on a few more bonus episodes, surprise, surprise. But in the meantime, I want to tell you about what I think is the best podcast ever. I want to tell you about Crime Town. Crime Town is essentially the mother podcast of The Ballad of Billy Balls because the guys who made Crime Town are the guys behind this show. Crime Town is part of why I fell in love with podcasting and what made me realize there was something beyond just two people sitting in a room with a microphone. You can have a movie for your ears. The first season of Crime Town told the story of crime, corruption, and the intersection of the mob and politics in Providence, Rhode Island, where they had this wild mayor, Buddy Cianci, who beat up a guy he thought was sleeping with his wife, and then he was forced to resign. But then he got reelected several times. It's insane, and it's incredible. It's truly the best thing, I think, that's ever been made in the podcast space. And I'm not biased at all. Why would I be biased? In season two, Crime Town goes to Detroit, where a new mayor is at the center of the story, Kwame Kilpatrick. And if you don't know anything about Kwame Kilpatrick, give that a little Google. It's really juicy. The Cramtown team talked with Kwame for hours. He told the story of his epic rise as this political star. He was hailed as like the new hope for a Detroit that had weathered decades of white flight and deindustrialization and the war on drugs. But of course, he also had an epic fall. I'm going to play you a clip from Cramtown season two in which Kwame talks about a rumor that he threw a wild party at the mayor's mansion and that a stripper at that party wound up dead. As the rumors grew, Kwame found himself in a fight for his political life. The second season of Crime Town is available wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you start from the beginning and subscribe so you can snag the new episodes as they come out. I hope you love it. I know you will. And I'll see you soon. I love Crime Town. <laughs> That's that should it. be the whole thing. That's the promo. Tonight, Detroit Mayor Kwame Kilpatrick hopes he's putting all the rumors and allegations of wrongdoing to rest. In May 2003, 
A day after Heather Catalo confronted Kwame Kilpatrick, the mayor flew back to Detroit. He called a press conference on the steps of the Manoogian mansion to address the scandal. I want to stand here and tell the citizens of the city of Detroit that Kwame Kilpatrick has absolutely nothing to hide about any of these allegations. I think and feel very strongly that an independent evaluation or investigation needs to be done on all of these allegations. So the next time that someone is disgruntled and starts to say anything, you all won't take it as true. And with that, surrounded by family and friends and appointees, the city's youngest mayor talked about the allegations that have rocked his administration. The most serious, that there was a wild party at the Manoogian mansion with new dancers and his wife walked in. It never happened. It never happened. It never happened. Kwame tried again and again to dismiss the rumor of a wild party at the mayor's residence, but it just wouldn't go away. And not only that, right around this time, something happened that was about to make the rumor much, much worse. This was a typical drive-by shooting. This is Mike Carlisle, a Detroit homicide detective. On April 30th, 2003, a woman named Tamara Green, who worked as an exotic dancer, was finishing up her shift at a strip club. Tamara Green, she is known, her dancing name, her street name, was Strawberry. She had finished dancing. The bar closes at 2 a.m. After work, Tamara Green went to pick up her boyfriend, Eric Mitchell, a drug dealer known as Big E. She picked him up and was just driving over to the city's west side. And a little after 4 a.m., they're sitting in front of one of his houses and, uh, on the west side of Detroit. She's behind the steering wheel, and Big E is sitting in the right front passenger seat. Big E, Eric, he looked in front of him at the corner... He's seen a light-colored SUV turn and start approaching their vehicle head-on. The driver put out his left hand while Eric Mitchell, by his own statement, just tried to get down on the floorboard. As the SUV got closer, the driver of this vehicle started firing and apparently emptied a clip of ammunition. She was struck three times. I believe Eric was struck twice in the shoulder. And the vehicle went down the street. The SUV rolled past him. Eric Mitchell jumps out of the car, and from there he runs up on a porch asking neighbors for help. And the police arrive. The SUV's already gone out of sight. Uh, EMS gets on the scene. They pull Tamara Green from the vehicle, and she's, she's basically dead at the scene. There are a lot of shootings in Detroit, but the murder of Tamara Green wouldn't go unnoticed, thanks to one particular detail. The lieutenant in charge of Squad 8 had made a remark. The caliber of bullets that had uh, killed her were 40 caliber bullets. And he made a remark, well, you know, Detroit police carry Glock 40 caliber weapons. Well, here you go. The media started a frenzy again. Claims that strippers went to the mayor's mansion for a party for Kwame Kilpatrick. That the mayor's wife showed up and was outraged. Reports she attacked and assaulted one of the exotic dancers. 
and that one of the dancers at the mansion was Tamara Green, a high-priced stripper known as Strawberry, the same woman who months later was murdered in a drive-by. Police now describe that as a hit. Wild rumors or true stories? Tamara Green was the person supposedly that got beat up at the party by the mayor's wife. This is Christine Beatty, Kwame's chief of staff. Ultimately, she ended up dead. So then they tried to do this theory of, oh, she ended up dead because she danced at the mayor's party. When that thing came up and took on its own life, again, we had already established that there was no party. So to now try to tie this random girl's murder in with, you know, the mayor and administration was, I, I, to this day, it makes me so angry. How did Kwame take it? Do you remember? Oh, it was, it was a horrible time for us. It was a horrible time. Then after this young lady got killed, I heard that, oh, that was the stripper at the Manuka. The news was chasing me down, calling me a murderer. After that, I'm like, because I'm out here busting my butt for this time. I mean, I, you know, I didn't get any sleep. You know, I was waking up in the middle of the night doing all kinds of stuff. You know, we just trying to shovel snow, cut grass, fix streets. All of that work got swallowed up in this kind of Negro uh, urban legend, it was called. But it was more than that. It was a part of the whole process of really demonizing and uh, degrading me. And so, yeah, it definitely hurt. I was depressed and tired and wanted to get up out of there. <laughs> in Detroit, a huge development in the Manoogian Mansion scandal involving a stripper who later wound up dead. That scandal revolves around Detroit Mayor Kwame Kilpatrick, his wife. When we start coming up on time to run again, which is 2005, we had to seriously think about it. I mean, it was like, I want out of here. I mean, I was very like, I'm breaking my neck for what now? Like, hold on. And then, of course, you always come back to the people, the citizens that you're serving. But is it worth being attacked in this way? And I don't remember the exact conversations of how we got there. I know the overall thing was, we can't go out like this. Like, this can't be the swine song. Like, we owe it to our city and the people that are here to continue this fight.